welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host. You got Travis McQueen. Today, we're going to go way beyond just training and nutrition, I think. We'll see. Yeah, we are going to talk about how to initially start living a healthy lifestyle and what the steps to take endure. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Yeah, I just say what the first steps are to start making the steps. Just positive lifestyle changes. Yeah. I think like there's a few, I, I wanted to do a topic podcast a while ago about um, how to live a fitness lifestyle mm-hmm. because I think that there's a lot of people who follow me and other fitness professionals and wish they could live that way and know that like none of us always live this way. We all had to be on the other side of this at some point, but for every fitness professional or influencer or healthy person, you know, who sustains a lean, healthy, injury free doctor, visit free physique, whatever Mm -hmm. they follow principles in their life period. Right. And it didn't happen overnight. It, It was a accumulation factor because you know, when I made my first transformation, it wasn't just like, boom, it all makes sense. I'm healthier. It's all good. Like it takes time. It takes setbacks. It takes over and over again. Um, but I can honestly say that like, I like from a health perspective outside of, you know, what you're going through my knee surgery and when I got COVID and I had to figure out if I had COVID or not, I haven't been to a doctor. Yeah. I don't have a general physician right now because I just, I made an appointment to finally see one and they take you like three months before you can have your initial appointment. And then my wife got COVID. So I couldn't look, <laughs> I couldn't go anyway. And I just said, fuck, I don't need one, but I don't have to go to the doctor because I live a certain way. Now it doesn't mean I shouldn't have a general physician that I can go to because I definitely should. I've been trying to, but the point is, is if you can like the best preventative healthcare, the best healthcare system that you can follow is a preventative model, which means that I'm preventing myself from getting sick. I'm preventing myself from being unhealthy and I'm doing certain things, getting in a, place where you're lean forever, which is what most people want. It's a preventative system. You have to get to a place where you prevent yourself from getting fat. It's not like, what's the best way to get lean? It's the, what, what's the best way to not regain weight? What's the best way to sustain a lean physique? What's the best way to prevent getting fat? If you can figure those things out, which is what I wanted to talk about, I think that's when things really start to click, you know? And this is going to transfer into other areas too, because I am going to touch on personal development a little bit, I'm sure, because I think there's attributes I learned from fitness that ended up applying into my personal development and allowed me to constantly try to grow in that area. And then eventually that led to me, uh, you know, it transferred into my business, which allowed me to constantly want to grow there. And you kind of live this like uh, expansion life model or theory, I guess, philosophy Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, I had a conversation with Shannon about this not that long ago and it was like, I don't remember what we were talking about, but it was essentially like I, it's the whole satisfaction versus fulfillment thing. And it was like, at the end of the day, I'm just in a place now where it's not about, you know, becoming satisfied or reaching this specific outcome. It's about the process of growth in my life, no matter what, and not allowing myself to not grow. And if you can get into a mind frame to just always want growth, yeah, being quote unquote satisfied is few and far between, but like you're fulfilled because you're just trying to get better because, and it's not to say like it's never enough because I'm happy with myself as a parent. 
but I want to be better. You know, I'm happy with how much my daughter loves me, but I want her to love me more. Same with my wife. I want my business to be better, so on and so forth. Um, and that mindset came from fitness, and I think that's what I want people to gather. Uh, it also was a topic on my mind recently because tomorrow, as we're recording this, is Thanksgiving. So I wrote a post for Thanksgiving, and I already know as soon as I log on Instagram tomorrow, there's just going to be an array of fitness professionals talking about, like, you shouldn't worry about your diet, eat whatever you want. Like, you know, the typical Thanksgiving stuff. Um, you don't need to slave away on the treadmill all day to earn your things. Like, you know, cause it's just what we do. Uh, but my approach is a little bit different on my post. And it kind of just says like, if you want to diet, go for it. Just don't tell anybody at the table about it. Nobody gives a shit. You know, like if you want to track your macros at your dinner table, go for it. That's your choice. Nobody cares. If you want to binge and eat a bunch of food and have two servings, do that too. Just don't tell anybody. Like, we shouldn't be trying to tell people about our diet, and we shouldn't be worrying about what other people think about our diet. If you're in a position where you're losing weight and you feel great and you're in the middle of your journey and you think that Thanksgiving is going to fuck it up and set you off on a bad path, then just keep following your diet. Yeah. You know, like track your macros. Like, you're not going to get it perfect eating Thanksgiving dinner, trust me. But do your best. Be mindful. Don't eat as much. Like, you don't need to splurge because losing weight's more important to you, and that's okay. But there's also people listening to this have been dieting too damn hard and they need a break. You need to go enjoy some pie and some gravy and some biscuits and all that shit. That's what I'm going to do. I, I want it, you know, but I'm going to be mindful with it because I'm done with, and this is kind of the lifestyle factor. I have binged so hard so many times that you just feel like shit. And I know people who have never like really dieted and they've never had issues like that. And it's because the restrictive diet model ends up causing you to want to binge, right? So I would get to these holidays and I would have, dude, I would be going for my second serving. And it's actually been funny this last like year or two because my family like finds it odd now because for the last, I don't know how many years, I'll go get my second serving before anybody's done with half of their first serving. Yeah, Like I, I'm like that quick and then I'm doing two, three. I'm trying to do it before my brain realizes I'm full because I just want to eat almost as if like the, the plate's going to run away from me. <laughs> but uh, I've done that so many times and I just feel lethargic afterwards. I feel bloated. I feel low energy. The next day I feel guilty, not because anybody else is making me feel guilty, but I'm just like, God damn, dude, why? I ate so much food. I ate so much food. I feel like shit. And I just set myself back on my physicals every time. I've even gone as far as throwing up because I ate so much food. Yeah. And this wasn't even on a holiday. Shannon cooked some fire fucking curry in a crock pot and it's like my favorite dish. And uh, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is the first time she ever met my mom. We had her over for dinner. And it was like me and my mom like at her apartment back then. And I, dude, I just went ham on this curry because it's so good. And I ended up fucking throwing up in her bathroom and, and like having to tell her later. Like I loved your curry, but I literally vomited because yeah. I just overate. And that's like, come on, like that's a, that's an issue. You know, if you're overeating to the point where you literally can't hold it in, like that's a problem. But my point with this is, is like, I'm going into these holidays and like, I don't even have an urge. Like I'm excited to try my grandma's pumpkin pie, but you know, three years ago, four years ago, I ate the whole pie. Like she literally made a separate pumpkin pie for me, ate the whole thing, which Dope. is crazy. <laughs> Not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Just like a little excessive. Like there's no point. There's no way I wasn't after already having two to three servings of turkey yeah. dinner. Yeah. Come on. I, I was full after a couple slices, but this year, like I'm excited to like be with family, you know? And I think that's where to me, that's what a fitness lifestyle is. It's getting to a place where you can go to those events and be like, I'm excited to have a glass of wine, try some food and hang out with my family, be present. Not because I'm going to be able to just fucking eat so much food. Yeah. And I've been waiting for this like 
publicly acceptable time to binge because that's what holidays are. Yeah. It's like you got to die, you got to be good, and then it's holiday, it's free for all, go all in, you know. And uh, living a fitness lifestyle is like you actually enjoy being healthy. Like you enjoy not doing those things. You enjoy eating real food and trying to actually be mindful, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I think that's a hard concept for people to grab onto is like, that's not in the dieting process, right? The dieting process is literally restricting and trying to diet further and further. Whereas this sustainability or not getting fat process, this is where we're really trying to prioritize the, the key habits of a healthy lifestyle. Like what do the people do that live a healthy life, right? These people do very few negative or bad habits, right? And they do a whole bunch of really good habits over time. They move every day. They get enough sleep. They manage stress. They journal. They meditate. They do those kind of things. Like put all these things in a bucket and focus on learning how to do these things the rest of your life. I think like that's living a healthy lifestyle. And that's transforming, honestly, like your life. Like if you can do those things, that's where all of a sudden you start to really transcend into a human being or a person that is living that expansion based lifestyle, right? That lifestyle of like, I just want to get better and I'm not worried about a deadline. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, kind of a long winded rant to like, yeah, well, opening up this, <laughs> would it be different? Uh, well, I'm just making an example of that whole f- pumpkin pie. But if you were like on a bulk, you're like, damn, th- this year's Thanksgiving is going to be a, in a favor. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Once upon a time, yes, because I think back in the day, people, including myself, we just, it was just, you just, if you want to get big, you just lift and you just eat as much as you possibly can. Yeah. But now we understand that your body's only physiologically capable of putting on so much muscle. So like for me, if I'm in a 200 calorie surplus versus a 2000 calorie surplus, I'm probably not going to gain that much more muscle by being in a 2000 calorie surplus, even though that's so, that's 10 times as many calories, right? But it's because... The training creates a level of stress that causes an adaptation for your body to build muscle, and you just need enough fuel and nutrition to to recover from that, which is why I like bringing somebody to maintenance and then just teeter-tottering slowly into a surplus because once you get that just little bit enough to be make sure you're recovering from enough volume to actually, excuse me, grow, at that point, you're building pure muscle. You're not putting on a bunch of fat. Eating a whole pumpkin pie, you're, I mean, you're going to put on the same amount of muscle you would have put on in one slice pie. Yeah but a whole lot of fat more too. Yeah. Um, but once upon a time for sure. Then, and I think there was times where I purposely bulked during holidays for that. And I think this is where like, you know, we can break this, this kind of this podcast, this discussion kind of into sections, I think. So like number one is, is what I just went through, obviously just why, why even bring this up? Like why talk about this? Um, number two, I think is, is understanding short-term and long-term goals. And so, Using myself as an example, again, my long-term goal has been for the last, I don't know how many years, I want to get to a place where somebody would look at me and they're like, that dude definitely works out. Mm. But I don't want to look like a fucking, the Hulk, right? I don't want to be massive. I don't have a desire to take things that far or that seriously. But I want people, people to be able to look and be like, that dude definitely works out. He's fit. He's very healthy. He's jacked, you know, like for an no, average normal person. But in order for me to do that, that means that I have to put on muscle. It means that I have to look healthy because we all know the people that like are big and you look at their face and they have like wrinkles and their skin's bad. They look tired, pale. It's like they're probably not healthy. Yeah. 
they're jacked because they lift a lot of weights, but they're probably not healthy. Um, and then I also got to be lean because what good is it of being huge, healthy if, if I'm like overweight and I can barely like jog up the hill with my dog now or play around with my daughter or I just look big, you know? So for me to create that, I had to break it up into phases. So this long-term goal of maintaining a healthy, fit, aesthetic physique starts by figuring out where we need to like improve first. So this is exactly what was behind the bulk the last time and the time before that, you know, like I'm going to go through a period of building muscle because in order for me to get to this long-term goal, I have to build muscle first. So for you guys listening, if you need to put on muscle, you got to go through that phase first before you can reach the sustainability phase. If you need to just educate yourself, you got to spend time learning how to do this shit. Um, if you want to lose fat and sustain fat loss, you need to go through the period of tracking macros, committing a year to dieting and reverse dieting and maintenance and all those kind of things. So you can do the work necessary to get to a sustainable goal. Mm. If you just say, I want to lose 20 pounds, you can get there in way less than a year. But if you're like, I want to lose 20 pounds, look like I have more muscle, be extremely fit and healthy and vibrant, and I want this to last for decades to come, yeah, commit a fucking year because it's going to take time, right? And I think that's like the third thing and one of the main reasons why I wanted to record this podcast as well is because I think your mindset has to change, right? So if you're not willing to go into it like I'm going to do the work, if you don't have like a craving to do the work, learn what it takes, build discipline, just like that post I was talking about before, um, or on the last podcast, maybe it was that we just recorded. Uh, but I posted that thing recently. It's basically saying like motivation is pointless, like find discipline. Discipline allows you to take action consistently, right? Discipline allows you to get the strength and the energy when you need it in order to consistently do the work. Discipline allows you to say, fuck it, make sacrifices if needed and still push forward and keep grinding and keep working and keep building and doing whatever you need to do in order to improve yourself, right? Um, and motivation is a temporary feeling that gives you some like a pep in your step to do something, right? Or it just kind of hypes you up in your brain because like I said, you're, you're living vicariously for, from, through somebody else. You're watching YouTube or listening to something and you're getting fired up because this person is crushing it so I'm going to listen to them and that's going to bleed off to me. And the reality is it's not. Taking action is, right? So this is why taking action starts by creating discipline that allows you to take action even when you don't feel like fucking doing it. And once you consistently do the work and take action, even when you don't feel like doing it, because if you're going to do something consistently, there's going to be plenty of times where you just don't want to do it. And that discipline is what allows you to consistently do that. And over time, that's what ends up leading to these long-term results. And these long-term results accumulate over time. And this is what leads you to be able to live this lifestyle that I'm talking about. So if you build discipline, you build work ethic, you build a desire to get better and to grow in all areas of your life, or even just this one area, because it'll bleed into others. That's when all of a sudden you start to see trickling effects and results into every single area of your life. So if you get into a mindset of focusing on discipline instead of motivation, I really think that's ultimately the key that allows so many people to not go to Thanksgiving and binge because they understand temporary satisfaction or temporary feelings of emotions and things like that and a logical plan and long-term structure to build success, right? And that's ultimately what building a long-term sustainable physique is. If we want this preventative healthcare model that I'm talking about, if we want to be in a place where we are fit, lean, healthy, active, vibrant, energetic, and we want to sustain that forever for our entire life, the only way to do that is to completely shift your attitude, your mantras, your daily habits, all those kind of things in order 
to get you to that place and to be in that mind frame to be able to consistently do it. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to shout out the sponsor of this podcast, which is myself. It's my own app, The Tailored Trainer, which is the simple solution to actually looking like you lift. My goal with The Tailored Trainer was to do just that. I had countless amount of people coming into our coaching to get nutrition guidance from us and they needed training help as well. And I was tired of hearing people tell me, I don't look like I lift. I'm in the gym hours every week. I'm training hard. I'm pushing myself. I'm sweating my ass off, but I don't look like I work out. What is the deal? And the deal is simple. There isn't a periodized plan backing up the effort they are putting in the gym. They don't have progressive overload methods and metrics and measurements inside their programming that are going to guide them to the result they're after, which is why I wanted to create an app that did that for you. Not only does it have actually systemized programs that are effective for your goal, for your schedule, for your body type, and for your experience, because there are tons of programs in there. That's why it's called the tailored trainer, because you can literally tailor your training to your lifestyle and your schedule and your experience level. But it's also going to have the software and the metrics inside to make sure that it's progressive and periodized without you even realizing it. You don't have to do anything and it is programmed properly to get you to progress, which is why I always tell people stop aimlessly working out using influencers, Instagram posts and YouTube videos as your plan. Start actually tailoring the training process to you and you can do that by downloading this app. It's less than $1 a day and you can head over to tailoredtrainer.net to read more about it, see screenshots of the app live itself, see reviews from some of the people using it, and see a personal letter from myself as to why I created this app in the first place. So once again, head over to tailoredtrainer.net. Now, let's get back into the podcast. Ultimately, like I'm sitting here trying to think of where to take it from there, and I think the best thing to do is kind of break down like those habits necessarily so people have action steps, but I think it ultimately comes down to those two things. It comes down to understanding the long-term goal. Like, what do you really want long-term? Not the short-term outcome, but the long-term goal. And can you fall in love with the process and getting there? And part of that process, loving, feeling, emotion, state of mind, is desiring work. You know, like like literally, and this is actually, so I don't know if this is true for all hormones, but I, I was listening to... Uh, Andrew Huberman uh, interviewed somebody who's an expert on testosterone. And he was talking about, you know, testosterone isn't like this. They're talking about like roid rage. You know, there's like Mm. these like, there was that one pro wrestler way back that like killed his family. And they were like, oh, like it it made steroids like this really big thing. Because they were like, it's roid rage. When you take steroids, you get angry. Yeah. Um, It's not true. The fact is, is like. It's not true. Roid rage isn't a thing. What what steroids do, and it's mainly because of testosterone being increased in men, and this is where I'm like, I wonder if this happens with women in, in men and for other hormonal things other than just testosterone. But the way they describe it was really cool. They say like testosterone and steroids make you more of who you are. So whether it's TRT or it's straight up steroids, either way, you're going to have some kind of testosterone being injected. It makes you more of who you are. So that person was already an angry individual who like snapped easily. Roids made him further of that person because there's people on testosterone or steroids that are emotional crybabies they're not they don't have any rage why because they were already a kind of mushy emotional person testosterone increases your 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 hormones uh in a way that basically makes you feel more of what you already feel this is why a lot of people who are highly motivated individuals use testosterone and they become even more highly motivated individuals this is also why they say that the, the feeling of a having healthy and high testosterone is equivalent to loving effort. Like 
testosterone injection itself doesn't actually build muscle. So when you take steroids, there's other things that build muscle, growth hormone, insulin, like IGF-1, clombuterol, all these trend, all these kind of things. But testosterone itself doesn't actually literally physically build muscle. But what they say is it can improve your feelings of effort. You get more excited about effort. Like hard work in the gym, for example, feels good. You get this like reward sensation of like, I just did something really hard and that feels good when testosterone's higher. So the reason people who take testosterone and don't take any other steroids, so like I have clients who are on TRT and they do build more muscle, it's not because injecting testosterone builds more muscle, it's because they crave hard work. And then what do they do? They go to the gym. They work hard. Guess what happens when you work hard? You build fucking muscle. So if you're more motivated to work hard, that would make sense, right? So the reason I'm saying this is because I think that level of discipline and that understanding of a healthier lifestyle, it comes down to not saying take testosterone or anything like that, but like it comes down to trying to have that same mindset of like, get yourself in a healthy hormonal state by focusing on health and all that stuff, but start to really use mantras and read books and listen to people and and think and journal on loving the process of hard work and loving the process of effort. Because if you do that, everything grows, everything becomes easier, everything becomes more systemized. That's how you transform your body. And when we think about like, okay, I want to get lean, I want to stay there. Like, yeah, you can use simple math for macros and calories and you can lose 20, 30 pounds. But if you're so into the process of working hard and effort, you don't have a deadline. So you're going to get lean, not only easier because it's easier to adhere, but you're going to stay lean because you love the effort. You love the feeling of working hard towards your goals. You get fueled and fulfilled by the effort you are placing towards something that's going to make you better. Right. And so this last piece, like if we look at what people actually do to stay that way, there's kind of three components here, right? There's four, I would say recovery, training, nutrition, and then lifestyle. So if we look at that recovery, most people who actively stay healthy and lean, they do some kind of active recovery, which means that they usually go on a walk every day. They do some stretching, mobility, something. There's not a day where they're just completely lazy and don't do anything, which there's times where that's exactly what I want to do. And it's hard for me to get up and take a walk, to be honest with you. But movement circulates blood. It gets us our heart rate up. It burns calories. It's just good for you. It actually gets your nervous system working differently. So your brain actually is more productive and clear. Uh, mood, all these things change. So from a recovery perspective, we need to move daily. A lot of them do, I don't do sauna, but a lot of them do sauna, ice baths, cold plunges, uh, contrast showers, do some kind of thing, salt baths, anything to double down on recovery, right? Most of them take supplementation. So most of them are doing creatine, fish oil, whey protein, um, glucosamine, vitamins, minerals. They're doing something to just make sure they're healthy and recovering. And then last but not least, they prioritize sleep and meditation, like actually resting your mind. I don't know many really healthy and fit people who don't value sleep a lot. The only ones I do know are people like me who value business and growth on that spectrum, probably just as much as health, if not a little bit more, which may or may not be the best thing. And sometimes the sleep can suffer because of it, um, which I've gotten better about as of late. Actually, Bubba's made it worse because he gets up like 5.30 to piss. But um, before Bubba, I was actually getting on top of it. But that recovery element is like, that's a key area that all these people focus on. Fitness, they're all committed to the gym. Like at the end of the day, those people, they will train no matter what. And they usually find a training that they like. I think that's a big key component. Like find something that you enjoy doing but also be ready to do shit you don't like, right? Uh, we were doing glute, uh, glute ham raises uh, yesterday, and CJ was like, why do you put these in every program, dude? Like, I fucking hate these. And I was like, that's why. 
It's because you can't do a whole program of everything you love, right? Same reason we do a lot of bowling and split squats. Because then you don't grow. You don't grow as an individual. Uh, Doing hard shit because it's hard and because you don't want to is the exact reason why people build discipline, yep. have more motivation, to actually grow. You know what I mean? Touché. So is Same there the gym, a... Huh? Yeah, is there a, a, an exercise for my hamstrings that will work just as good? Probably, you know? Um, I mean, I could get into the science and say, like, well, this is an eccentric dominant knee flexion base. You know, like, there is. But tension is tension. I can, yeah. I can do other things to build my hamstrings. But that shit is really fucking hard, you know? So you got to put something in. Now, I don't do Bulgarian split squats and glute ham raises and burpees all in one session because they all suck, right? Like, spread them out. But, like... Just the fact that you say, damn, I don't like these. I'm going to do it. Exactly. Same thing with a cold shower, right? There's, there's benefits neurologically to cold showers. But I think the biggest benefit is because you don't want to turn it on cold. And that's a mental thing, right? Um, but in your training, you're doing training that you love. And you're also sprinkling in some shit that you don't love just to make you grow as an individual. And you have something that allows you to do it consistently, right? If you don't have time to train or move or work out, make time. Because at the end of the day, you cannot replace movement. We are human beings. There's just, you can't, you can't remove it. Like you have to do it. So for all the people who do make excuses, and I don't mean to like bash you, stop making excuses and find, start finding reasons to fit it in because it is, it's difficult, you know? And I've even done this with, uh, I did this with guitar when I just started picking it back up and stuff like that. And it was like, what are my excuses to not do it? Cause I want to watch Netflix. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Cause I like to watch Netflix with Shannon. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, well, I can't bitch about not learning guitar if I'm not even willing to sacrifice something like Netflix, you know? Um, so I picked it back up. And once I had that realization, I was like, yeah, fuck this. And there was nights where I didn't want to. And I did, and I felt great afterwards. There were some nights where I didn't want to, and I didn't. I didn't feel as good afterwards. I enjoyed Netflix more at the time, but then when I finally laid down in bed, I was like, god damn it, I did it again. You know what I mean? So I think there's, there's a valuable piece in that as well. But fitting it into your lifestyle is key. And then the nutrition piece. They are engaged in healthy eating. They, they don't just want to eat healthy to lose weight. So they're not going into this like, I just want to be in a, I'm going to diet right now. They live a healthy eating lifestyle, right? Like that's, I think that's the biggest key. All of these individuals actually like trying new foods. They like having an array of fruits and vegetables and meats and, and dairy and all these different kinds of healthy whole foods. They enjoy it. It makes them feel good. They recognize, and this is key, they recognize and have an awareness of how they feel when they eat that way, right? I've worked with so many people over the years who told me that they felt fine. They just want to lose weight or whatever. And then they start eating well and I get them changing their habits. And they're like, I didn't realize how shitty I felt. I feel so good now. It's like, well, you're just fueling your body better. People who live a fit lifestyle and who can seriously sustain a lean, healthy body for a long time, they truly enjoy eating well and fueling their body properly. They value their body so much that they treat it the right way. So like it's the whole, uh, what was it? The Ferrari versus the Pinto thing. Yeah. I'm saying that for years. Like they treat their body like a Ferrari, not a Pinto. Ford Pinto is a really ugly, shitty car for those listening. I don't even make it anymore. That's how shitty it is. Yeah. I think they do the, sorry for any uh, listeners of this car, but I think it's the Ford Fiesta now is probably <laughs> what they have instead. Um, kind of similar. Ford Fiesta looks way better, but it's like that small compact car. But yeah. from the sixties, it was just like the ugliest yeah. thing ever. Um, but my point is, is these people really value good nutrition. Like I'm, I'm going into Thanksgiving ready to enjoy some food, but I also value my body and how I feel enough that I'm, I'm not worried about binging because I know a little bit isn't a big deal, but a lot really does hurt my body. So I'm not going to do it for that sole purpose. I don't even care if my calories allowed me to. So people who live this lifestyle, they truly, truly love that aspect. They, they, they value their body and their nutrition from a health perspective. And then the lifestyle component is the last thing. 
And I think the lifestyle component of these four pillars or quadrants that, that we're focused on, recovery, training, nutrition, and lifestyle, lifestyle is being able to fit all those things in. It's, it's prioritizing those things. So meaning I will not prioritize anything in my life over those things because at the end of the day, I recognize that I'm the best parent, husband, business owner, coach, person if I stay healthy and fit. And I value that enough because I know everything else in my life improves if I do that first. So your lifestyle has to prioritize this stuff I'm talking about first, and it has to enable you to become more resilient mentally, right? This is why during the Tailored Life Challenge, there was very, very specific instructions about meditation, journaling, reading for 10 minutes, things like that. Why? Because if you don't do those things on a regular basis, you cannot consistently stay in the mindset that I'm talking about right now. So if you are in a mindset that relies on your own discipline that you've created versus external motivation that is temporary, you do something every single day to, to deliver that, right? Like the hard thing, right? Doing something hard every day that you don't feel like doing, right? And I don't know if I can sit here and say, I do this one thing because I don't take cold showers right now. But I, I know for a fact there's something in my day every day where I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this right now, but I do it anyway. Some of them are easier for me to do now than others. But things like the Bulgarian split squat, the, the, the cold plunge, if you don't have enough discipline, do something every single day that you just don't feel like doing just to prove to yourself that you can over and over and over again. The other side of it is, is the, the reading, the journaling, the meditating, all those kind of things. Meditating and journaling is reflective. So a big piece of that is, is as you're doing these difficult things, as you're reading, as you're training, as you're recovering, all these things I'm talking about, you got to reflect on those and journal them because when you write it down on paper, it sinks into your brain and you, re- you can recognize and sit here and go, okay, here's the list of reasons why I feel so fucking good and why I'm growing and excelling and losing weight or doing whatever I'm doing. You, you almost have to write those down to be able to visually see them and recognize them for yourself. And then the reading part is because a lot of times what we, what we can't achieve is because of what we don't know, right? So everybody stops seeing results or success because of two reasons. They don't have the right or enough information or they don't have the willpower to do it, right? Because there's a lot of times where we, we want something and we know exactly how to get it, but we don't want it bad enough to do what it takes. Yeah. And that's fine too. It's like, I'm not willing to do that because I just don't want that that bad, you know? Or it's like, well, fuck, this is what I got to do and I want it bad enough. I'm going to do it. And you got to like muster it up and get through it. But there's a lot of times where people are like, I see the end result. I want it, but I have no fucking idea how to get there. You got to learn. You got to, this is why I, I'm a reader, but this is why consuming information that allows you to learn how to get from point A to point B is so key, right? And then even more so learning from people who have done it so that they can explain to you how it went, where they fucked up, where they struggled, what didn't go well, what went well, what they would change next time. Because as I learn how CEOs built their businesses, how coaches built their physiques or their sport teams or anything like that, athletes, like um, relentless and winning by Tim Grover. Talk about, uh, Jordan and Kobe and Dwayne and all these people, Dwayne, not Dwayne, um, Dwayne, right. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Not a basketball fan. Um, seeing their path allows me to like live in a story and emulate it in my own life. I'm not Kobe Bryant, so I'm not doing the same things he did, but I can see what he did in his dedication, his work ethic, all those things. And it can constantly remind me, right. Or I can see, where he struggled, what people reacted to him, how they did, so on and so forth, and learn from that. And that's where you have to be able, you got to be in a, in a state of mind and in a willingness to learn constantly in order to live this lifestyle of transformation, right? Or this life of expansion, right? We were joking before, the tailored lifestyle. Yeah. 
And to me, that's what it is, right? A tailored life is a life that you've created. That's what we said day one when we changed the name of this podcast. The tailored life is, is a life by design. So if you're going to design your life, you got to take your life, for lack of better terms, take your life by the balls and do what the fuck you're going to do with it, which means all these components I'm talking about. It means conquering all these areas and controlling all these areas, building discipline to take action in all these areas because you fucking own it and you're going to do what you want with it. Yeah. And you're going to build it into what it needs to be built to. So to like kind of boil it all into one, I think it's, you know, seeing the long-term vision for your transformation. Obviously we started kind of going the health and physical route, but I think obviously this can, you know, visualize your, your perfect marriage, your perfect life, your perfect career, your perfect bank account, your perfect everything, right? If you can't visualize it, you can't grow it. Then understanding that you have to change your mindset around all these things in order to be able to take action. That means building discipline instead of relying on motivation. And then last but not least, it's these four quadrants. Recovery, training, nutrition, and lifestyle. Every single person that has this quote-unquote tailored life or this expansion-based mindset, they focus on all those things constantly, and they know how to do those consistently. Um, yeah. Bam. Bam. 30 minutes. Absolutely. How to live a tailored life. I don't think we've done that before. I think we've said it many times. Yeah. But I don't know if we've done a podcast called living a tailored life or how to live a tailored lifestyle, but something along those lines. So, um, as always guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, it was kind of a rant, but it was something I wanted to get out just seeing all the holiday posts and, and knowing that, you know, address in this Thanksgiving is probably over. So you probably can't take the, uh, <laughs> the advice on Thanksgiving dinner that I gave you, but you can at least take this for the future and take this for Christmas and take this for your mindset and start thinking big picture. You know, 2022 is around the corner and it could be a really big year for you or for some of you it could be another shitty year because i mean 2021 was not the best year for most people um and i mean for all we know it's not gonna change unless we change it so it's time to take control and, and do the things i was saying and, and take it by the balls and go for it so love you guys leave us a five-star rating and review if you can please make sure you take a screenshot of the show and tag me on instagram with it post on your story tag me i want to thank you for listening see who you are and uh most importantly share it on my story as well so once again, thank you guys, and we'll catch you next time.